Welcome to Spread the Word Now. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of the Lord. The Lord Jesus declares, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. It is my earnest prayer that as you receive the ever-living word, the brokenhearted will be healed, there'll be liberty to the oppressed, recovery of sight to the spiritually blind, in the name of the Lord Jesus. I pray that the words you hear will not be persuasive words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and of power, so that your faith will not be in the wisdom of man, but in the power of God. Well, hello, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us today. Have you ever wondered, how does God answer prayer? I'm just going to attempt to share some of the things that he laid in my spirit about that. Two passages I'm going to read today. Mark 4, 26, 29. Who will he compare the kingdom of God to? The kingdom of God is like a man that scatters seed. And then he continues sleeping. Day and night, the seed sprouts and grows and increases. And he knows not. The earth produces by acting by itself, first the blade, then the ear, then the full grain in the ear. When the grain is ripe and permits, immediately he sends forth the reapers, he puts in the shekel, and the harvest is ready. So the emphasis verse is this, verse 28, the earth produces, acting by itself, first the blade, then the ear, then the full grain of the ear. Do you get that? Then I'm going to read another passage, Second Kings chapter 4, 1 to 7. I'm going to read quickly. Now the wife of a son of the prophets cried to Elisha, your servant, my husband, is dead. So there is a son of a prophet who had just died, who happens to be this woman's husband, okay? And you know that your servant feared the Lord, but the creditor has come to take my two sons to be his slaves. Elisha said, to her verse 2 what shall i do for you tell me what you have in your house she said your handmaiden has nothing in the house except a jar of oil then elisha said go around and borrow vessels from all your neighbors empty vessels and not a few borrow many and when you come in shut the door upon you and your sons and then pour out the oil you have into all those vessels setting aside each one when it's full so she went from him shut the door upon herself and her sons who brought to her the vessels as she poured the oil when the vessels were all full she said to her son bring me another vessel and the son said to her there is no one left then the oil stopped multiplying. Verse 7, the last verse. Then she came and told the man of God, and he said to her, Go sell the oil, pay your debt, and you and your sons will live on the rest. One thing I've realized is that whenever God wants to answer us, whatever we're seeking him for, if it's provision, if it's healing, whatever it is, I believe that God does it in form of a seed. I believe God will always give you a seed. You see, God likes to grow things. God likes things to go through the stages of growth as he designed it. I feel really in my heart about this. Have you wondered, why did Jesus come as a baby? Why didn't Jesus just show up as a 30-year-old man and do the healings, die and go back to heaven? Because God does everything in form of a seed. Now you may say, oh, but God didn't send the first Adam as a seed. You see, the first Adam was a seed, but 
but the first Adam came as a full grown man. And I think God said, I'm not doing that again. The next Adam, which is the second Adam, is going to come as a baby that will grow into what I want him to do. Now, remember, we're talking about the word of the Lord here, the word that was made flesh and dwells amongst us. There is a scripture that always bothers me whenever I read it. Hebrews chapter 5 verse 8. This is talking about Jesus. Although he was a son, he learned obedience from the things he suffered. That, that scripture is perplexing to me. First of all, he's already a son. Why does he need to learn obedience? Why does he need to suffer? Why does he need to go through those things? He is the word made flesh that dwells amongst us, John said in the Gospel of John, that we beheld this glory full of grace and truth, the only begotten of the Father. So we have a testimony that Jesus is the Son of God. Why did he have to learn from the things he suffered? Because there is a process. I believe in the God of miracles. But more so in this journey of faith, there is also a process. I believe that God can shorten the process for you, but there is a process. Anybody that tells you there isn't may not be telling you the whole truth, the whole counsel of God. Jesus was sent to earth as a babe and he grew and he learned. The Bible says he grew in wisdom and favor before God and man. I read that scripture and go like, this is the son of God we're talking about. He doesn't need to grow in anything. He's already God. But even Jesus had to grow. Even Jesus had to blossom. Even Jesus had to reach the full manifestation of what God had put in him. There's a scripture that talks about Joseph. He says that when the word that the Lord has sent to Joseph, when that word tested and tried him and came true in his life, then the things began to happen in his life. So maybe you're listening to us today and you're wondering, how do I get an answer for what I'm believing God for? How do I get a manifestation? Let me encourage you today. There is something you have in your hand. Remember, I told us there are three stages of growth of a seed. The Bible records, according to book of Mark chapter 4 that I read earlier, he said, first of all, you're going to see that you see the blade. Then you see the ear. Then you see the full grain. Maybe you're listening to us today and what you're seeing is only the blade. Maybe even, even before that, perhaps you haven't even thrown your seed to the ground. That brings us to the story of the lady whose husband has just passed away. This lady in scripture, the husband was a prophet. Because if you understand the sons of the prophet, sons of the prophet is actually a designation of prophetic people that mentors like Samuel, like Elisha, like Elijah were raising. So the sons of prophet really are apprentice prophets. A lot of them become prophets, full grown prophets. So you can actually say that the husband of this lady was a prophet, but she, he was a prophet, but he was still in lack. You see, that's a shock to my system because I believe a prophet that hears from God, you should never lack nothing. But this prophet maybe made some bad choice. I don't know what he was, but investment wise, maybe he didn't get it right and he was in lack or maybe there was a revelation that he didn't receive about provision. But the Bible just tells us that, look, this man's creditors were coming to take his sons as bond men, become slaves. Because of something he did or did not do right. 
And this lady comes to Elisha. Elisha says, what do you have in your house? Now you would think Elisha being the prophet with a double anointing of Elijah's spirit would just say, hey, I declare over you provision. Naaman, the Syrian general, came to Elisha. Elisha just told him, go and bathe in the river of Jordan. And Naaman was so upset because Elijah did not put on the dramatic for him. He said, I thought this man was going to come out and lay hands on me and call on the God and just dramatize something so that I feel, I feel good. And then he'll wave his hand over where I'm, where I'm leprous and then heal me. No, Elisha told him, go and bathe in River Jordan. Because for Naaman, it wasn't just the healing that he needed. He also needed to learn humility. God, this lady comes to Elisha and says, I am in need. My husband is dead. He used to serve God. Our sons are about to go into slavery. I need your help. So to speak, I need a miracle. Elisha says to her, what do you have in your house? So I said to you listening to us today, the miracle you need is in your house. It's not just a physical house. It's in your spirit. It's in a skill. It's in a talent that God gave you. It's in a gifting that God gave you. But you haven't put it to use yet. So there's a preacher that I love so much. And he narrated this account to me that while the woman was saying, I have nothing but a jar of oil, he dramatized it to say this, that the jar of oil was listening. The jar of oil was saying, you mean you're calling me nothing? The jar of oil was going to be the source of deliverance in that woman's life, but she called the jar of oil nothing. I challenge you today, brothers and sisters, what is it that is in your house that you're calling nothing? What is that idea that God gave you that you're calling nothing? What is that skill set, that talent that God gave you that you're calling nothing? That is the miracle you're looking for. That is the miracle you're seeking. It's in your house. It's in your spirit. God has deposited it in you, but you got to grow it. Remember, three stages. First the blade, then the head. Um, first the blade, then the ear, then the full grain. But you got to sow that seed in the ground. You got to put it to use. So we're gonna, I'm going to wrap up very soon. And these are the steps to take. Number one, you have to go receive a word from God first. Elijah represents a prophet. He is a prophet. So he delivers to this woman the word of the Lord. And what was the word of the Lord to this lady? He said, go, take those vessels, go and borrow many vessels and begin to pour out the oil that you call nothing. That's all. He He said, shut your door and go and pour it out. So what does that mean? Go and borrow vessels. It means there is a time to network with people. There is a time to go to people of like mind. Do you know when he says go to your neighbors, that word in the Hebrew, I mean the Greek, actually means go to fellow citizens. Go to people with the same citizenship as you have. Go to people that think like you. Go to people that believe what you believe in and get advice. The Bible says in the multitude of counsel, there is safety. But it also means begin to put to work what God has put in you. You see, there's one more thing I want to emphasize. Two things, actually. One, the Elijah told, told her, when you get home, burrow those vessels and shut yourself in with your sons. I've always wondered, why did he tell her to shut herself in? 
You see, I believe Elisha was trying to tell her, no more distractions, woman of God. No more distractions. You have distracted yourself long enough. Shut yourself in. You see, somebody said that meditation is the missing link that the body of believers in this generation has lost out on if we're not careful. You see, we have not really mastered how to meditate, how to peruse, how to brood on the word of God. Let it grow in you. Let that realm word spring up in you. You reflect on it. You chew on it. You bring it up again. You chew on it. You chew on it until it becomes life in you. Until that life becomes light in you. You see, it is a process. So the, it's all that shut yourself in. And I know I'm almost out of time, so I'm going to say one more thing. And I said it because it's verse 7. The Bible says, and the woman came back to the man of God. You see, we don't just go with just one word from God. Jesus in his temptation by the devil told the devil, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeded. Another translation said every proceeding word. So the journey of faith is a process. You hear from God today, but you also hear from God tomorrow. So you don't just go on just one word. You go back to God continually. Actually, better than that, you walk in step with the Holy Spirit. You see, but all of this that I'm saying will mean nothing if you don't know him. That's where it starts from. If you don't yet have a relationship with Jesus, perhaps you don't even have a seed to sow. It's so simple. It's so simple to know him. He died for you and me. The process of even beginning your journey starts with the first step of acknowledging that we are all sinners and you want him to come into your heart and be your Lord and Savior. So if you would do us this honor, I would love to pray with you and lead you to the faith. Just simply say with me, Lord Jesus, I confess my sins to you today. Come into my heart and be my Lord and Savior. Write my name in the Lamb's Book of Life. I will serve you all the days of my life. If you prayed that prayer, my brother, you are a child of God. Welcome to the body of faith. Contact us. We have materials we'd love to send to you. So please remember, brothers and sisters, there is a seed in your house. Put it to use and you would have that miracle you're asking God for. Thank you so much for joining us. God bless you. We'll see you next time. You've been listening to a message from Spread the Word Global Ministries Red Deer. If you'd like more information, you can contact us at info at spreadthewordglobalministries.org or info at spreadthewordnow.org or through our website at www.spreadthewordglobalministries.org. Our phone number is 587-377-7745. Thank you. Bye for now.